So you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep In Podcast. You're still going to miss out on things that we think are pretty important about the Sunday morning in-community experience. You're going to miss out on people of all ages who offer support and encouragement, and uh, you're going to miss out on inspiring music. You're going to miss out on the hilarious things that children say and do during Children's Moment. And we won't be able to give you any of the cookies and coffees that we share after worship, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastors, helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you're away from home or working or doing something fun out in the world, it's the weather's nice and the snow is melted and you might be going for a hike or maybe you're even just sleeping in. You can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we hope that you will receive it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we really don't care if you agree with everything we have to say or not. In fact, we encourage you to question, to disagree, to figure out what you think. But our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. Hey Chris. Hey Susan. So in the in the uh, the uh, liturgical year, this past Sunday was Trinity Sunday. Oh yeah, we uh, we skipped at my church. Yeah, that's okay because it's just a suggestion, right? It's, it's not a, a high holy day. It's a suggestion. It's a suggestion. Trinity Sunday. So uh, in five words, what is the Trinity? <laughs> the joke is that there have been tomes and tomes and tomes, tomes. written about the, the nature Trinity. of the three in one, one, which is one of our great paradoxes. Right. Are we really monotheistic if we keep talking about, you know, Creator Christ and Holy Spirit? Yeah. Like, what is that about? Yeah, but. But I, I use it as an opportunity to just sort of educate about doctrine. I mean, because we don't, I don't do a whole lot of preaching on doctrines. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like I do. Maybe I, like I do to, more I than I like I think. I like to deconstruct and reconstruct, reconstruct yeah. some things. But the Trinity is one of those things. It's one of the mysteries. Yes, it's definitely one of the That people have mysteries. spent, I would say, wasted a lot of time nitpicking. Right. Um, and whether you understand it appropriately or specifically or, you know, yeah, that kind of and, thing. Yeah. And my so what, like, question comes up. So you've just (laughs) dissected the Trinity. How does that help you? Right. What is the the impact of that in your life? And often the answer is, well, it doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I wanted to to bring up the Trinity as sort of, because I had run across some really cool, you know, thinking about it. And I was just like, oh, that people would, I think people would resonate with this and find something significant in it. So, yeah. Um, I chose for my text the epistle or the letter um, that's in the lectionary this this past week. It was 2 Corinthians 13, um, 5 to 14. Okay. Just so we don't get confused, it's not 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13, you've heard at every everyone. relative's wedding ever you've, you've ever yes. been to. It's the love is patient, love, love is kind. kind. Yes. Thing. But we are in 2 Corinthians 2nd Corinthians 13 so slightly different yes slightly different very end of this letter that Paul has written to the Corinthians okay and the Corinthian church was a church that he had started in Corinth in Corinth if you're wondering where the word Corinthians comes there you from go. there you the go. people who lived in Corinth and the let me let me read you the sure 
Let me read you the scripture because um, it's not one of those ones that you're just going to know off the top of your head, which we sometimes just don't read because we assume you know it. Yeah. So this is what it says. Examine yourselves to see whether you are living in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail to meet the test? I hope you will find out that we have not failed. But we pray to God that you may not do anything wrong, not that we may be appear to be not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. For we rejoice when we are weak and you are strong. This is what we pray for, that you may become perfect. So I write these things while I am away from you, so that when I come, I may not have to be severe in using the authority that the Lord has given me for building up and not for tearing down. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the love of God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Amen. Amen. It's interesting because you can tell he's writing to some people who have some issues. Yeah. And he's kind of saying, can you can you figure this out? Use your logic. Can you use what you know is right and figure out if what you're doing is right? Because I think what the subtext is, is you're screwing up and I don't want to have to come in and knock heads together. Right. I want to come in and be encouraging to you. And right. if you get a jump start on that, that would be great. Right. And he has basically spent all of the Second Corinthians letter trying to help them see that. So yeah. so what's happening in Corinth is, is that... Um, it's written in about 50 CE, so still really early in the church. Yeah, so Jesus has only been dead for 20 years. Right. And like, you know, so like people are, everybody's a baby Christian. Yeah. Everybody is still figuring this thing out and how you how you live into this. And it comes... And theology doesn't exist yet. Theology does not exist yet. People keep telling the story, but they're just beginning to interpret it. Right. And, and, and so this letter comes several months after that first letter of Corinthians... You know, it comes to the second letter. I always say, whenever I preach a te- the a letter, I always say, remember, this is like listening to half of a phone call. Yeah. Because we don't know what the other person's saying. We don't We don't have the letter that inspired this. There's no, like, email chain that you can right. go back to. <laughs> right. I mean, we can't, right. There is evidence that there's a lost letter between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. Which so I they, think needed, is they needed more than twice more, yearly help. Right. But it's clear that, that, that there's an increasingly strange relationship between Paul and the church and between factions within the church. Within the church. So, um, so, so other apostles and preachers have visited them and have sort of converted sections to follow those people. So yeah, like, and have acted in a kind of a splintering way. Splintering way. So, so there's the Paul people and there's the Peter people. There's and the there's Bernie the, people and the Hillary the people. people. And then there's the Apollos people, yeah. right? And so, and then under in each of those fractions, it seems that there's some schisming around social class and economic class and educational class. So the radical part of being a Christian back in the day, which was that all of these people would be sitting at the same table Table together, sharing a meal begins to begins to break down. Right. And they start to realign with their identities outside of the church, which includes, right. You're better than me or I'm better than you or. Right. And 
who has some evidence that there's some other behavior that we would clearly say was not community building behavior. Okay. Also going on. Yeah. Things. Yes. People were talking some smack on the courts. Yeah. Oh, and and they were suing each other. Oh, and they were suing each other. They were taking everything to small claims court. Yeah. To settle the disputes within the church, which we all know works really, really well to build unity. I think Matthew chapter 18 has a lot of things to say about that. Yes. So clearly right. this is not just a Corinthians problem. Right. Um, however, yeah. there's there might be a better way. Right. Um, and so, so here Paul is writing this letter. He's frustrated both for himself, right? Because he th- sees, you know, I mean, we've, we've all got that human thing where... You put all this work we, into this community and they're just falling apart, man. Yeah. yeah. And then um, and also watching a community break up you you want to help it right so he writes this letter and and we, we're just at the end which is a funny place to start preaching a story right yeah, is at, at the, the end. end of the letter but it's trinity sunday and if you heard that they're really last just line, looking for that last, last line, line right <laughs> um and so but 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 paul is trying to keep his own emotions in check he does it somewhat okay uh, especially in this it's last a, section. It's uneven. Uh, it's uneven. That would be true. And then um, he also wants to frame his letter so that the people at Church of Corinth, those people, can see the reconciling work of God through Christ. So mm-hmm. they can see how it's that unifying connection, community that, that God's trying to build. Right. Well, and when we talk about second chances and resurrection, it, it means that when you make a mistake or fall apart, mm-hmm. there is another chance. There's, yeah. there's more to do. There's a way yeah. to go forward together Yeah. and not just like, oh, well that didn't work. Peace yeah. out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Paul sums up this whole idea of the, the, the Trinity uh, whether he believed in the Trinity or whether he understood God as a trini- triune thing, um, in any of the ways that our theologians have exposited, you know, expositated or what the word I'm looking exposited. for. Exposited. Exposited. Expostulated. Expostulated, yeah. We're Expositioned. Making- <laughs> Expositioned. I don't know. Have figured out. Have figured out, right? But, but, but Paul has this, like, innate sense that these three things have to work, these three understandings have to work together. Mm-hmm. In order for us to get where God is calling us. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, The love love of of God. God, And the communion of the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Those three things have to all be present. present. And he ends that way as he's telling people to look at themselves. To do what we would call, we would call in the Middle Ages, the practice of examine. Practice of examine. Or what we often refer to on the podcast is holding up a mirror. Holding up a mirror. Yeah, exactly. Take a look at yourself. Take a look at yourself. Figure out... Where is there fruit from your actions? Are we are you moving in the right direction? Are you missing the mark? Is there something that that you need to adjust so you're not doing that whole uh, same uh, same actions expecting different results? Yeah, right. You're not trying method to, of insanity. Method of insanity, right? This is where you'll find the evidence of Jesus Christ living in you. Like when you stop and look in the mirror and look and see what you're doing. This is, Paul is like, this is how you know we're in the right, you're on the right path. And this is how you keep growing. This is how you, oh you don't keep growing by saying, ah, I got it figured out. I'm good. And yeah. then falling into all the bad habits and patterns that are right. want to your nature. Right. You, you grow by paying attention right. and saying, mm, let me rethink that. Let mm-hmm. me, let me try something different. Let me uh, repent, rethink right. Right. my actions and also how people are responding to my actions and Right. And then, you know, and and he's basically saying, too, when you figure out where God is and, you know, where Christ is in you, keep moving in that direction. Yeah. Right. Um, 
because you're following the call of God, right? That's that's the thing, right? And and it's so clear from the letter that that Paul wants this community to grow in those kinds of ways, not mm-hmm. just in numbers, right? Like, but that Paul cares deeply that they grow in faith and in and in and in hope and in love, love and hope and in love and and in connection and and all of those things. And and he uses the words uh, truth. Mm-hmm. And the word perfection, which we've talked a lot about on the podcast, because that's sort of one of those things that Wesley picks up from Paul, I'm sure. I'm sure. Holds on really close, tightly to. Yeah, which means that you keep, you become more like Christ. Christ. Yeah, Yeah. more like a sanctuary. Like that sanctuary is not just a place that you go, but that you become a sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. And that that you, you are a reflection of who God is in your life, right? And I love that line where he says, um, I write these things while I'm not with you so that I don't have to come. And as you said earlier, knock, knock heads. heads. Yep. Right. Um, Paul, this is Paul's version of, I brought you into this world well, and I will I take you out, out of it. Right. <laughs> but he's trying to, you know, he's trying to say it nicely. But yes. I also think he's also saying, I think there's also a piece of him saying, you know, if you're going to follow Peter, or you're going to follow Apollos, go. Like, do it. You do know, that thing. But do, do that thing. Be consistent. Long, be consistent and be and be clear that you are following, you know, make sure that's Christ in there that you're doing. Yeah. And and so he's saying it not just that individuals should put up that mirror. He says this whole community, you guys need to put the mirror up to yourselves and see where you're going. Yeah. And how that's happening. You know, put it put things in order. Agree with one another. Live in peace. Now I did call, I do want to pause and say I don't think agree with each other in this context means like you and I have to be lockstep yeah. in everything we agree on, we, we talk about, right? Because, A, what's the fun in that? <laughs> exactly. Right? But B, um, he's really saying, figure out ways that you can hear one another so that you understand that you probably have a lot more in common than you don't. <laughs> yeah. Right? That you're probably more on the page together than not. Yeah. And well, in the Wesley idea of we don't have to think alike to love alike. Like right. we can choose to do the things that we all agree about and still have disagreements about other things. Right. And that we could be moving forward in this. Mm-hmm. Right. And the things that we share. Yeah. That when we agree with each other and live in peace, we find God's love and peace in the process. I mean, like it grows, right? Like there's yeah. a synergy there. There's a connection there. Um, well, it's, it's, a, it's the irony that you find what you're looking for once you start looking. Right? right, which is not really irony; it's logic. But yeah, but that you just behave as if it's true, and then you find that it's true. Right. Uh, Wesley, Wesley was when he was doubting. His friend told him, "Preach faith until you have it, and then you will preach faith." Right. Yeah. Um. Sometimes you find it along the way. And it's and it's after this whole conversation about look at yourself, you know, all this stuff that 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 Paul gives this trinitarian formulation, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what he was. Whether he meant to or not, you know, who knows? We can have that whole conversation. But but for me, what I hear in that is, is that the, the, the community that is formed in the, in, the, in the understanding of those three things, mm-hmm. of, of the three expressions, is what really builds us. Right. And it's not just so that my experience of the Holy Spirit and your experience of Jesus and that guy over there's experience of God... Like that there's a common ground. That there's a common ground that we come to and we grow out of. And that we need each other's perspectives. And we need each other's perspectives. Well, and it's, I think it's always been interesting to me that uh, God is not monolithic. 
Mm. Like even God is not monolithic. God mm-hmm. is even within God in community, in relationship, yeah, in relationship, in yeah. a dance. Yeah, uh, it's been described as you know, like the holy threesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's the idea that even within God, God is relational. Yeah, yeah. And so we can't. There's no such thing as a solitary Christian. You can't right. go off on your own and do your own thing and expect that. God will be there because God is in the midst of people. Right. And so and you in have the midst to of that experience of all those different things. You have to be able to engage with people who are similar and different from you. And in the midst of those relationships is where you experience. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that's where I left it with with this passage and on Trinity Sunday, just to be able to say, hey, this is where this is. One of the cool things we did though on Sunday was we gave our third our, our rising third graders their Bibles. Ooh, you do it at the end of the year. We do it at the beginning well, of the year. Well, we usually, we have done it in like October, but mm-hmm. we have some transitions happening in our community. And you so want to make sure like, that those kids get their Bibles. Exactly. And make sure that they knew. And um, it was funny because I brought out my my Bible. Your third grade Bible? My third grade Bible. And um, I had the experience that the girl I asked to read it couldn't read handwriting. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, cursive. But, um, you know, but I said, you know, this is this is the Bible I've received from the church that I went to when I was your age. Yeah. And um, they were like... Which was just a few years ago. Just It was just a couple of years ago. I mean, just it was just like seminary ago, right? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. But I have um, mine too. It's, it's on that shelf. I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah. So, and it matters. It matters. And the reason we give, of course, Bibles to kids in third grade is because that's when we think that most Bibles translations are written to a third grade level. Yeah. And so we think that's the time that you can really start reading it on your own and asking questions and figuring out what you think and, you know, bringing those questions to community so that other people can share. Yep. And it's a perfect example. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Cool. Well, thanks, Susan. Thanks, Chris. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to the topics we've been discussing today, uh, shoot us an email. We're at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on sundaymorningsleepin.com. Uh, scripture for this podcast was 2 Corinthians 13 verses, verses 5 through 14. And the theme music that you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. So at the end of the worship service, we have the benediction. And there's only one benediction I can give. <laughs> on Trinity Sunday. On Trinity Sunday. And it's the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen.